Welcome to Where RA Now, a podcast dedicated to catching up with former RAs and hearing where their journey of life has taken them since their glory days at NYU. My name is Valerie, and I am tonight's co-host. I am currently a senior at NYU, and I'm from Southern California, and I'm studying the politics of food. And finally, I am an RA in Lafayette Hall. And my name is Tom Ellett. I'm the co-host, and I serve as the senior Associate Vice President for Student Affairs. Valerie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, great to have you. So food studies. Right. I mean, tell me what that means for you at this point in your senior year. And no pressure, by the way. I know you graduated. <laughs> I know. It's like right around the corner. Um, food studies for me is about looking with a cultural lens to understand like our relationships with food, not only for ourselves, but with others, and hopefully utilizing that to understand how we interact with the environment and the economy. Um, important, important <laughs> things just, right just now. A bit. <laughs> in, in California, how did you adapt right. your food palette from California to New York City? Well, I have to say, like, the stereotypes of California and, like, healthy eating and, like, gluten-free and all that, I definitely never adhere to. Uh, so I think my transition to New York was, like, much more easier. Um, but I do crave a salad every now and then, okay. even in the dead of winter. Okay, okay. Um, it's the weather that like is really is different. Tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Lafayette, uh, has that been a good experience for you? Yeah, it's been really wonderful. Um, it's a bit off campus, but I kind of like that it's kind of far because yeah. I really love where it's located because I, I like Chinatown so much. Yeah. Um, it's like a big aspect of my cultural heritage, and so that connection is really important to me. Um, and it's just like. Really lovely. As you think about the last semester and your residence life experience, right. tell me what's the last kind of iconic moment you may want to have during this last semester for you. For me, in my last semester, especially as an RA, I think that it's just taking this community, especially with all the other RAs, that's, it's, that's something I don't think I'll ever have again. It's really unique. And taking those connections and running with them for hopefully as long as I can. Yeah. It's a great large community at Lafayette, mm-hmm. and especially with the RA team. It's yeah, really we're a huge special. Team. Yeah, really special. But like, we all get along so well. It's kind of crazy. No, that's good. Something special in the air there. That's yeah. for sure. Well, tonight we have a guest who kind of does something that you might be interested okay. in: food. Right. <laughs> Tell us who our guest is tonight. Today, our guest is Ashley Nicholson, who served as an RA in Third North and as an RHD in Founders and Goddard Hall during the 08 and 10 academic years and worked for Chris Stipek and Stacey Ulrich. So welcome, Ashley, and thank you for joining us on tonight's show. It is absolutely a pleasure having you on. How are you? Oh, thank you so much. It feels so great to be back. Um, I've been so excited, and I couldn't wait for this podcast since the end of 2019. I've been super excited to be on the show. (laughs) We are glad to have one of my faves, Ashley Nicholson. Wow. Great to hear your voice. Tell us what you're doing since your second round trip to NYU. (laughs) Yes. So currently, I am the director of sales and marketing at a health and wellness nutrition startup called Further Food. Great. Wow. Okay. We'll talk a little bit about that later in the show, but um, let's talk a little bit about your time here at NYU as an undergrad. What made you choose NYU and what did you study while you were here? Oh, that's a great question, Tom. So this takes me back many years. You're not that old. (laughs) I'm not that old yet. 
So at NYU, I majored in biology. I was pre-health, and then I had a minor in psychology and public health nutrition. But what brought me to NYU, I am a native New Yorker, so originally from the Forgotten Borough of Staten Island, and I was just hooked when I first stepped foot on the NYU campus. So for me, it was between NYU and Johns Hopkins in Baltimore. And when I first stepped foot on the campus and I sat in Washington Square Park, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I knew it was the place for me. I wanted to be in an urban environment. I wanted to be close to my family. And I wanted to study under the best professors with the best internships and experiences. And I just knew it was, it was the right choice. While you're here at NYU, beyond the scope of your kind of education, what were you kind of doing extracurricularly? Yeah, so awesome question, because I feel like as much as I loved my coursework, I really feel like I was majoring in extracurricular activity. So that was my entire life when I was at NYU. So um, I started out as an orientation leader for the College of Arts and Science. Um, I was an admissions ambassador. I was the head tour supervisor for admissions. I worked as a student teacher at a couple of different schools throughout the city. So um, I did America Reads. There were so many things that were focused on education. It was really interesting when I introduced myself. People always asked, oh, you're, you're a bio major? Shouldn't you be in the lab? And it actually wasn't until my senior year that I actually got into the lab and did, you know, did my research and I thoroughly enjoyed it, but not as much as being with the students and really being able to build these relationships and make these meaningful connections as opposed to, you know, making meaningful connections with like the Petri dishes. So I really was um, so stoked to just be a part of all these different organizations and groups on campus that sometimes I forgot that I had to study too. <laughs> Ashley, what made you want to be an RA with all of the things that you were doing? Oh, I just, I knew, I what, same thing as I knew that I wanted to go to NYU. I didn't have the best experience, I guess, as a, a first-year student. I was transitioning, and my RA was just never there. So I, like many stories, it's either, you know, you become an RA because you had this awesome RA, and, you know, that's how you were first exposed to community, or you didn't have the best RA and you wanted to make a difference for your students. And I was always so tired of everyone saying, oh, there's no community at NYU. You have to, you have to really find it, but you also need a mentor and someone to guide you to it because there's so much going on, too much going on. And I really wanted to be that mentor for my students. And I was obsessed with being a first year RA. And it was, I lived in third North as a freshman, and it was so exciting to be placed in Third North as an RA for my junior and senior year as well. Third North is so interesting. I lived there too, but as a junior, um, I didn't even know I could do that, um, but it was because I was studying abroad, and so they were like, oh, well, Third North, actually, you can live there, and I was like, but I'm I'm not a freshman, and apparently I wasn't the only upperclassman who was doing it, so. It's a, it's a great place. I you know, and when I was actually assigned to be a resident call director in Founders, I was just so excited. I'm also obsessed with Founders. So I was so excited because I was going to be across the street from Third North. That's amazing. Um, what do you think about your experience as Third North as an RA for freshmen in particular is like kind of different from like what you understood from other RAs who were like garnering for like upperclassmen? Yes. Yeah. So I think Third North is so unique because 
we were a first year residence hall, but we also we lived in apartments. So I think what would really drew me to to being an RA there is because it actually is a little bit harder to build community because students really, you know, they have their kitchen. They might not have to always make it down to the dining hall to, you know, to join together for floor dinners. So, you know, really being able to pull students out of their room, have meetings in the hallways, really get, um, this is before Third North had this, had a major renovation when the hallways were really dark and, and dimly lit. And it was, it was, it was so much fun. It was really, you know, getting students out of their rooms just to open up and to, to meet each other and to, you know, get out of that apartment style living because they'll be able to get that as an upper class student. And that's not, you know, their first year is really the experience, is really the time to have all these experiences and take these risks and, you know, meeting new people and not being afraid to be themselves in a setting that I, I think that it, it's a totally different experience to be an RA in a first year hall versus an upper class hall. And I definitely saw that in my experience professionally as well. Oh, interesting. Ashley, what skills did you gain that you, you bring with you today? Oh, yeah. I think about this all the time, Tom. Um, so the first skill set that I think that I take with me every day is relationship building, but to the extreme. So how to talk to anyone, how to just genuinely be yourself and just throw yourself into situations without any shame. So, you know, so I'm a, a director of sales now and, and marketing and at a startup. So everything we do is grinding and hustling and being able to talk to people and build relationships. And Tom, I, th- I, I think back to this all the time. I actually just had this memory a few days ago in my own apartment complex elevator is you always said, I like to be able to get into the elevator in Kimmel or in, Sil- in the Silver Center and just open up a conversation with people. And you always have pushed me. And I always remember you sharing that to be able to do that to this day. And I do. I'm so, I'm so proud. It's, it's hard to do, Tom. And I, sometimes I just sit there and I go on my phone. And I'm like, Tom would be really pissed off right now. <laughs> but I try, I try my best to just open up to people. And that skill set, you, you definitely don't see in life if you haven't had these types of experiences. So I think that being an RA has helped me with relationship building and just being able to talk to people, um, being able to make each individual student feel special and unique, which is, you know, I thought would not go beyond education, but it does completely. It, making my buyers, making my vendors feel special. Um, and then the ability to manage. That's something as an RA that being able to walk the line between peer and friend is super important as you start to build out teams in your professional life and being able to manage people who are older than you or your same age. So those are three major skill sets from the role. Wow. Um, so I'm kind of entering my final semester here at NYU and I, yes, I'm, congratulations. I'm a, thank you. I, I think I'm a nervous wreck. Um, but can we talk about how you approach graduation and kind of how, what your plan was and how you navigated that? And honestly, all, all the stress and the worries, uh, oh yes, I feel you. Um, it was definitely challenging. So you got this. <laughs> Good for you. It, it'll be over soon and you will be um, in a place where you're excited to continue on with your, your professional life. For myself, I think that I was at this crossroads between do I want to do something professionally where I fulfill my dream of essentially being doing what I wanted to do with my major, which was 
I was a bio major. I was pre-health. I, at this point, I was in my senior year, I was taking the MCAT. I was also taking the GRE in case I wanted to get my master's in education. And it was really that culminating experience in my senior year when I was sitting in a lab, it was like five or six o'clock, I was by myself, and I started listening to music because I needed some human interaction, and no one was around. I remember it was in the Silver Center, I remember it was clear as day, and I just knew, I just, I wasn't miserable, but I wasn't my best self. And I know that I'm my best self when I'm around people, when I'm pushing people to be their best selves, when I'm talking and engaging with people. And I knew that either going for a master's in bio or public health or even going to medical school, I knew it wasn't the right move for me. And at that point, I had applied to you know both medical schools and graduate schools and education. And I just took that quick pivot. And it just made me once I made the decision, I felt so much happier, and so much more excited. And then it was just about getting to graduation and you know getting excited. I, I did my grad work at um, Rutgers University, New Brunswick, where I got my master's in education and higher education. So it was uh, just that's so full circle, and it was really great to be able to make that decision, but I was definitely stressed leading up to it. So I hear you. <laughs> so, so Ashley, you were able to kind of pivot in terms of your undergrad to what you were studying for your master's, and then you go into residence life as full-time staff member. What was that decision-making process like? Because I think one of the things our listeners are really going to gain from this conversation is somebody who's not afraid to change direction in your mm-hmm. careers. You, you don't seem to be somebody who's set on a path, but it seems like you're set on lots of paths. That is a, such a great definition, Tom, especially given the fact that I've, I've pivoted again. And I think that's totally fine because whenever I'm going into a role or a program or any the next step in life, I'm always looking about the transferable skills that I can take with me. So for me, the decision going to Rutgers and getting my master's and then going into residence life professionally was a no-brainer. That was actually really easy. I couldn't see myself anywhere else besides being in residence life. And the experience that I got from my my academic experience at Rutgers was just tremendous. It was such an amazing experience because it did prepare me for if I wanted to go into admissions or if I wanted to go into career services. It was such an amazing program. But it gave me such great skill sets to know that if I didn't stay in education and I wanted to do something else, it's just, it's just scary. So being able to, I think that the piece of advice that I would would give is, you know, look deep inside yourself and identify and write down. I always like to write things down, what you're good at and why you're good at it. So being able to write down the skill sets that I have to this day, a lot of them come from what I'm doing right now. Yes. I'm in, I'm in the food industry. I'm essentially running a business, but when I take a look and I, you know, reverse engineer it, really where everything is coming from is my time at NYU, being an RA, being an admissions ambassador, the tour guide. So being able to publicly speak in front of groups of 100 people. So being able to reverse engineer the skills and where you're getting them from will definitely take you in the direction that you want to be. And it's really, it's not about the profession, but what you can bring to it. I hope I can translate the way you have from this role into like my future career too. Oh, yes, you got it. What was your journey like post, you know, master's graduate? Like, where where did you end up? I know you ended up here for a moment, but. Yeah, so I actually, so I went to the University of Delaware and I was a residence hall coordinator there at an upper class uh, apartment style living complex with over 2,000 students in the complex. And I 
adored the University of Delaware. I, I loved all of my experiences. It's so hard to think that because people ask me all the time, where did you like more? NYU, Rutgers, Delaware? And I definitely ended up at NYU. So I definitely have some favoritism. I bleed purple. But I did, I loved the University of Delaware campus because it was, I mean, just so much school spirit. It, it's interesting because people think about Delaware and they're like, oh, this the smallest state in the country. What actually happens there? And that's true. There's really nothing that actually happens in Delaware. I felt like the, the being in the, the state and being in, in Newark is the, the city where the University of Delaware is in. I definitely felt like it was a much different experience than being at Rutgers and then a drastic experience from being in the heart of New York City. So that was a little bit of a tough transition for me, but the campus was amazing. My RA staff was amazing. Um, and the students were just so proud of being UD Blue Hen. That was the mascot at Delaware. So it was um, it was definitely a great experience, and it gave me an opportunity to see what it's like to work in upper class housing. So I, I've been with first I was with first year students for so long, and it was definitely a different experience. But there's a it taught me a, a new way to tap into students that think they're a little bit cooler than first year students and who aren't as willing and open to to you know fun pizza parties. So really being able to cater to a different um, a different demographic of students. So you then transitioned to NYU. What made you leave Delaware to come to NYU? And did you continue to feel like you were growing professionally, having a similar role at Delaware to coming to NYU? Some people will say, you know, you need to move up, you need to move up. But some ways it was a little bit of a lateral move. Yes, where I still got to oversee RA staff, which I loved. Um, the one great thing at NYU is I also had the opportunity to supervise professional staff, which was just a blast because you are able to create this team and your and this vision, and you're all on the same page, which is amazing. So supervising RAs directly is a lot of fun, and I loved doing that at the University of Delaware. It was, you know, we were all this united team, but being able to have a professional staff of so many different backgrounds and different ages, and I just had such an amazing experience starting off in Founders, and I, I my professional team um, was Paula and Jerry, who I loved dearly, and it was just such great people. And we were all on the same page. And it was just amazing to open a building and to create this sense of community with a team as opposed to just yourself. So when I was at Rutgers, and when I was at the University of Delaware, I opened my building, and it was my team of RAs. But to share it with two other people who love the space as much as you is just so rewarding and exciting, because you're able to bounce ideas off of people and it was definitely a great growing experience and learning experience for myself to supervise professional staff as well. And it was great to be home. Like New York, I, I'm based in San Francisco right now, and I love it. I've always wanted to move to California and live here, but I will be back. I will come back to New York City. There is <laughs> no way, no doubt in my mind that I will be back um, just because it's, it's home for me. So. I mean, I don't want to go back to California, but don't tell my parents. <laughs> Well, if they're going to listen uh, <laughs> to this, they're going to find out, Valerie. Um, so um, what was kind of your most memorable, like, uh, moment as an RHD at Goddard and Founders? That is such a tough question. I loved my experience in Founders. I loved working in a residential college at Goddard and Broome. I lived in Broome, so it was definitely a different experience and a, a challenging experience. And uh, the residence hall director there is Bry, and she's amazing, and she's doing an amazing job. 
Um, but it's, it's definitely hard to have two buildings that are over a mile apart. I got in so many steps walking between Goddard and Broome. <laughs> it was amazing. My Fitbit was like going off like crazy. But Founders was, you know, I lived there. Um, I, you know, my partner, Adam, he lived in the building. We had our dog, like the whole, the faculty and residents. We just had such great relationships with, um, with everyone. And since we lived in the building, I got to know everyone. Founders is 26 floors. I used Tom's technique. Every time I got in the elevator, I spoke to someone. It was just a, an amazing way for me to connect. And then I typically, um, as, as you know, Tom, I'm a workaholic. Nothing has changed. Uh, nothing has changed working 100, 100 hour weeks now. Um, but I loved working at, at night in Founders when the RAs would come in. So like, the, you know, basically the building is essentially closed, but the RAs would come in at nine or 10 o'clock and they would be doing their homework. And that's what I love. I think that's the most memorable moment for me is just being able to foster these conversations with my team after hours when I'm doing work, but I'm really there just to get to know them as people. And I just love being able to mentor them as they move forward in their life. So I think that's, one of the most memorable moments. So, so you finished your time. What made you feel like it was time to go? And what made you choose to go into the food industry? Oh, that is a good question. So one thing I've always wanted to do, which was never anywhere in my actual academic path, was I've always wanted to run a business. And I actually, so I applied to the food studies master's program at NYU and I got in. And I, I did not finish that because I, I went on to, to basically run this startup. Um, but that was my first, I think the first glimpse of something different. And running a business is something I've always wanted to do, which reminded me of what, it would, what it's like to run a residence hall and to run a community. And there's so much to be done. And at this time, I was also, which very similarly to as I am now, I'm very excited about the health and wellness space and what I can be doing more in the health and wellness space to get products on shelves that people that really further people's health. And at this time, um, you know, another reason I moved back to New York uh, was my mom had passed away when I was at the University of Delaware. At this time, when I was at NYU, my father was diagnosed with cancer. There was so much sickness around me, and I really wanted to do my part in life to just give back and create products that can that really work and that can help people further their wellness and live their best lives. So this time I was, there was another crossroads because I, I still love education. I still miss living in the residence halls. Um, I still, you know, I, sometimes I walk around my floor. I live in an apartment complex in, in the heart of San Francisco. And sometimes I'll walk around and I'll hear people being too noisy. And I'll be like, I want to knock on their door. This is a noise complaint. But that would be weird. So I don't. Um, so I, I still, you know, at my core, I, I'm definitely a res lifer for life, but living a little bit of a different life. So I think that this this passion that that came from all of these external factors and in you know my my family and my personal life really led me to was really the push um, to to make me change careers and do a complete 360 because this is something that is quite different than anything in education. Um, but I was, I felt that everything that led up to it, I was so prepared for it. So, yeah. I think it's really beautiful and, and powerful to see someone like do so well and strive and even while they're changing. Cause I feel like a lot of young people don't think that they can do that. And they don't, 
think that that's an option, but you obviously prove otherwise. Thank you. And yes, it is true. And anyone can, you know, I mean, Tom, you always share this. And it's, it's really all about being genuinely yourself and just being authentic with the people around you and, and putting yourself into a space and surrounding yourself with people who believe you can do it. And then, and then you do it. Oh, right. Wow. So uh, tell us about your business, Further Foods. What, what do you do there? Like, obviously, you know, wellness and food, but. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, so I'm the director of sales and marketing. And we, um, up until about two months ago, we were actually a team of three. So I was the, I was actually an intern at Further Food when I was still at NYU. And our founder and CEO was the one that said, you know, Ashley, this is everything we're doing here. You know, you're only an intern. Imagine what we can do. We really turn this into a company. And that was, it was just that, you know, so exciting. It was a very exciting time at the beginning when we launched our first product. We, we create whole food nutritional supplements. So, um, collagen, peptide protein powder, turmeric drink mixes, matcha. We're launching a product next in, in two weeks. So, you know, everything we do comes back to furthering, to helping people take their health further naturally. So it, as, as a three-person company, we did everything. So I, I've learned so much from operations to calculating cost of goods to shipping. I know everything about FedEx and DHL, and that's like the back-end stuff. So, you know, a normal day for me changes every single minute. So it goes from working with influencers to going to national events to talking to buyers. We sell our products on Costco.com. So it's been such an amazing experience getting um, really learning this and, and teaching ourselves because none of us knew this beforehand. So really teaching ourselves how to run a business from the ground up. And now we're in year four and teaching how, us how to scale the business. So, so Ashley, are you creating products? Or are you working with other people who are creating product and getting it out for them or a little both? So we are creating products. So they are our own products. Yep. So we, so that's another thing is we, we do all of our sourcing ourselves. So finding our wheatgrass farmer and it, it's really getting into the nitty gritty of creating the product itself, um, getting it on shelf, selling it online, everything, go to market, working with our influencers to share about the product and getting everyone else excited about what makes us different in our brand. Um, and we are a women-owned and operated company. So why San Francisco? <laughs> Great question. So I have always wanted to move to California. I knew at some point I would I would make, you know, take the plunge. I would move here um, probably for a couple years. And San Francisco, my, my choice was always actually Southern California because I really, I, I like the really sunny weather. San Francisco is sunny, but it's not particularly hot. Um, it, it's pretty much 60 degrees the entire year, which is, I'm not going to complain about that because it's going to be, it's probably going to be like 14 degrees at some point in New York City. So, uh, but San Francisco was where our CEO and founder resided. So we relocated and re-headquartered the, the company here. And since I've been here, I've been able, been able to hire over five people. So we're really starting to round the team out and start to scale it. Do you think you guys will come back to New York anytime soon? <laughs> I 100% know I will. I will be back in New York. Um, so it, the, the thing in the business world is that things change all the time. And in education, um, this is, I think, the thing that I've been trying to uh, wrap my head around is in business, things change every second. Whereas in education, things do change. You, you have to be adaptable. Things are in flux. 
But, you know, when you set your community development plan, like, that's the goal that you shoot for. And I'm such a structured human being that I, I, I love that. And I'm still learning every day in business to be more adaptable where, you know, okay, we're not going to launch on this day. Now we're going to launch on this day. It's definitely, um, it, it takes a lot. <laughs> it takes a lot of time to get there. Um, so I know that I will be back in New York at some point in the, in, in the near future, because I just know that New York is calling my name. But the great thing about business is that you can do it from anywhere. So. Yeah, you can. It's a different world out there. Really great to hear kind of this entrepreneurial spirit that you have and how you kind of uh, rolled those uh, things into your life today. Um, let's, um, anything further you wanted to share as it relates to this particular series of products or the kind of business world that you're working in now? I, I, I think that it's just, it's just so much fun. So anyone that wants to, to go into entrepreneurship, it's not something that you're really taught. And it's something that I, I do regret. I wish I took some more business classes, especially in Stern, um, because there are some amazing classes and some amazing professors in Stern. It would have been such an honor. Um, and I do actually think maybe maybe one day I'll go back for my MBA. Why not? Um, but I think that the best experience is to really just dive in. And people who have this entrepreneurial spirit, you just know it and you just want to be a part of something. So I think that my advice is for um, for students to and RAs to get involved in a startup. It's always the best way to get your hands on everything and to really touch every aspect of a business. So Tom asked me this really fun question um, about what my last takeaway in my senior semester here would be, especially in the RA role. And I think a lot about the team, right? And I, I think it's crazy that we have this interesting dynamic where we're coworkers, but also we run each other to each other's apartments and are like, just like hanging out. And do you do you? I mean, I want to stay in contact with a lot of them, but do you still stay in contact with other RAs? Great question. And I think when I when I was in New York, and I've only moved seven months ago, so it's been it's, it's been a little bit of time where I've gotten some a little bit more distance. Um, but I still, especially via Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, <laughs> I still stay in so social media and, and is very valuable, which is amazing. Um, still stay in contact with RAs and still stay in contact with my professional staff team. So Chris and Delmi and Yeti and Brian, I mean, everyone possible on the professional staff team. And I still stay in touch. It's so funny, but I still stay in touch with my students. Like I still have RE. Facebook groups that sometimes students will like post pictures. I'm like, oh my goodness, I, I and it jogs your in your memory because you're like, wow, I, I remember this from 10 years ago. Um, so and I, I definitely still stay in touch with all, uh, say all, but a lot of students from NYU, Rutgers, and the University of Delaware. So it really, you know, advice to all the RAs, you make a, a huge difference in students' lives, as you know, Valerie. And it's um, it's really important to to. You know, remember that for yourself as well as you move forward, because one thing I noticed, um, like I said, workaholics, working 100-hour weeks, sometimes you lose that. So I, I do try to take um, some time once a month, and I actually I brought this whole box of keepsakes and memories with me to San Francisco, and I go through it, and it has everything. It has our, my third North yearbook. It has you know, letters and cards that students wrote to me just to remember who I was and how I got here. You know, she's so wonderful that she, you know, yeah. I knew that shout out time. She wasn't going to give a name <laughs> because she knew she'd leave someone's name out of it. So we're going to jump to speed round, Ashley, to get you out of that uh, potential mess of missing someone's name. Favorite tradition at NYU? Oh, I don't know if it's a favorite, but it was it's something that's 
stuck in my memory is studying on the lower level of uh, lower level two of both. <gasps> you loved LL two. <laughs> I feel like I feel like people have two ideas of LL two. I I think it's a post apocalyptic bunker, <laughs> and then there are others who are like, I can't get a single work done until I go to LL two. That's too funny. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> did you um did you study abroad? I did not. I never studied abroad, and I do regret it a little bit, but I did have two amazing experiences where I went abroad with NYU. So as part of the admissions team, I went to um, I went to the Abu Dhabi campus. I was actually one of the first students to set foot on the Abu Dhabi campus. It was amazing. And I did an alternative spring break trip in the Dominican Republic, which was literally life-changing. I talk about it all the time. Favorite NYU teacher? Uh, Professor Halpin. I was, a, I was a bio student, and I loved... Um, I don't want to say I loved chemistry, but I loved Professor Halpin, so he's up there. Finally, what was your favorite or your most memorable RA experience? Yes, so this one, um, so I have so many, but one that really stands out is I was on duty, and it was uh, New Year's Eve, and I was one of the only students in the building, and my parents actually came up to stay with me, and we hosted a little party in the Third North Coffee House. And we actually had students come and watch the ball drop, and it was awesome. That's awesome. There is no coffee shop in coffee like, house anymore. Like, there used to be. I was like, what's the, what's the Third North Coffee Shop? Things change here, Valerie. All right. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for spending some time with Tom and I uh, to discuss your journey and, like, your life after NYU and where you've kind of been taken. As always, thank you to our listeners who can stay connected with our ALMs who are living kind of dream school alum versions of themselves. Ashley, it's a joy to hear your voice and hear the great work that you're doing. Your spirit is so uplifting. You know how to make people feel their best selves. So thank you for being here and sharing some of that spirit with us this evening. Thank you so much, Tom. It means so much. Um, and it's just such a pleasure. And I'm so honored to be on tonight. Special thanks to my engineer, Alejandra Aravala and our executive producer, Shahara Ranasang, and to the current professional staff and alums like Stacy and Chris, who assisted alums like Ashley to do great work in their lives today. If you like tonight's show, look for more content on the NYU RA alumni website at where-ra-now.webflow.io, which lists RA favorite books, picks of all-time favorite moments, RA accomplishments, and much, much more. Until next time, know that you can have your spirit uplift others like our guest tonight did. Thanks much and have a great evening.